I will be in action again after months of, you know, not being in action. On the 17th of October in France for Ricks. Ricks returns with episode 3. Episode 3. I don't know how to say episode, actually. I should look into that. Because every time I read episode, I I read it in English, you know, not in French. But episode 3 is coming and the main event will be David Francisco versus Tristan Archer in a steel cage match. If you're in France and you don't have plans for the 17th yet, then make sure you get yourself to La Rix because that match is going to be insane. Hello and welcome to the David Francisco Podcast. I hope you're doing great. Today on the podcast, the catch-up with Elijah. I like Elijah a lot. We had a chance to wrestle each other, not one-on-one, but in a scramble. We actually talk about that during the conversation. And we also have a chance to talk about a number of other topics, including uh, the gym and training and how important that is as a pro wrestler, how much we enjoy it. Uh, We have a bit of conversation on calories as well. We talk about why... Uh, there's the where's the passion and the why Elijah chance and he explains a little bit more about like Welsh culture and just like we talk a little bit about uh, wrestling fans and the insane chance that British wrestling fans come up with and we also discuss a conversation that we had on Twitter a few weeks ago about oats you know and uh, how uh, insanely committed I was to film my oats and the dates on my computer it's um from the outside it's weird but hey Elijah and I had fun. (laughs) Just as much fun as we had during this conversation. So I'm very excited about you listening to it. It's Elijah in a catch-up on the David Francisco podcast. Okay, Elijah, we need to start here. Um, There was a great Twitter interaction that we had, at least great from my perspective. Um, (laughs) Where, like, I I feel like... It's one of those things that if like if if no if people aren't like actually involved in it, it just looks really weird. Why are these guys tweeting back and forth about oats and sending videos? <laughs> but <laughs> but like like it's something that I'm really passionate about. Um, my breakfast because because I like food. As, Me as too. I guess I love food, and to be honest, I really respected the commitment from you to <laughs> show me your oats every day for what was what maybe nine days in a row because we kept getting it wasn't the days like a commitment. Like if if it was that good of a commitment, I wouldn't have to redo the whole video. <laughs> to be fair, so people well, don't know what we're talking about. If people don't know what we're talking about. Um, basically, like Elijah uh, once tweeted, like, "How can people get the same consistency on notes two days in a row?" Uh, and um, and I'm a freak that can actually get the same consistency on notes two days in a row. I think that I have a secret for it. <laughs> but like, I I, I had to. I had to prove it by by sending videos, I guess. Uh, and uh, and then they were like, it would have to be two days in a row and I wouldn't do it two days in a row because like for some weird reason that happened to be the week where I wouldn't have oats in the morning every day. Uh, and, you gotta be um, consistent with that diet, man. Come on. And then, well, I, I guess I wasn't being at that time. Um, <laughs> my life wasn't being as consistent as I wanted it to be. And... Uh, and like it ended up with like me showing that and you're like asking me how and me in a very David Francisco moment where I don't understand that I'm being rude because I can't speak this language. Just go, well, I, I just do the same thing every day. <laughs> same ingredients, same amount. 
It doesn't work <laughs> like that, man. I'm telling you. It doesn't work and like that. Your tweet back was basically you saying, uh, I'll just go fuck myself then. <laughs> <laughs> In a much more polite way than that. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't my intention so like um all i wanted to do in this podcast is apologize so now that i've done thanks for coming in no i'm kidding yeah no um, problem see you later <laughs> uh but you, you know what it is though i think i honestly think that the fact that i add peanut butter to it is a key because i oh, think really? if there's not like some sort i think if when before i did it if there isn't some sort of like fat or something like because like obviously like there, there's the the butter there mm. it just doesn't it, it makes it so much easier to be able to mix the ingredients together you know? See, I put I put honey in it, and usually I put honey in it if it's like too rigid, and then that'll soften it up a bit. Mm-hmm. But peanut butter for when it's too runny to maybe make it more rigid. That sounds like that could work. So I'm yeah, on board I, with this peanut butter. I'm going to give it a go tomorrow. I do it, and I just like am very conservative with how much water I put. I rather put like water, hot water, three times. Wait, you put water in it? Hang on, I do it with water. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, I never, I've never done it with milk. I, I just don't um, like drink milk. That's fair uh, enough. So I, I do it with water, right? And uh, I think the fact that I do it with a scoop of protein helps. Yeah, I um, do that as well most days. It's just, it's just great. So extra I think calories, should, get it in. Should definitely. <laughs> I got a story about calories, actually. Um, sorry, I know that I, inv- I invited you in, and now I'm the one make- telling all the stories. No, Welcome please do. David I'm... Francisco invites someone to listen to him talk for 20 minutes. <laughs> um, I I just found out, like a few days ago, that I'm like 1,200 calories below what my maintenance level should be. Yeah. You know what? I've done and... something similar. I got a Fitbit about four weeks ago. And I've been kind of tracking like what I'm burning every day and in my sleep and whatnot. And yeah, I'm kind of similar. I thought I was eating enough to be bulking, but I was just maintaining. So I've had to up my calories by like another a thousand. So I am full. Well, I think I've been full since the middle of August. So (laughs) (laughs) it's a constant state of rolling around. I'm just never hungry anymore, but I just have to keep eating. I, I changed, um, so like I, I was like really, really, really low and I thought it was okay because of like other, um, just, just me not knowing what I was doing and like getting more informed about things, right? Yeah. Uh, and just like a year of the effect of low calories on my on my metabolism that just now is, is I'm not going to say it's dead, but it's really low. Yeah. But, um, and now I need to bring it back and like for the past four days, I upped my calories for like a hundred just to start bringing it up 100, yeah, 100. go gradual. And I am such a more, I'm so happy. Yeah, it makes a difference, man. You don't realize how much like just eating the right amount gives you the right energy and you just feel good all day. Especially I'm okay with, with being like, full the, if I'm... Yeah, Sorry, if we on. can. Now, I was saying that like, especially with like not being, um, not do, well, of course, like we're doing stuff, but it's not like we're as active as we were before. Yeah, and exactly. that makes a difference, man. Yeah, yeah. it does. I, I don't even want to know how many calories we burn in like a wrestling match. <laughs> it's just because uh, it's so insane and intense. I, I yeah. completely agree with it. Yeah. Um, how uh, things in? I'm still getting used to it, uh, but like uh, with the differences between like England and Wales and, and, and Scotland and everything and all that. Yeah, dynamic, it's confusing, right? Like, the dates for how long I was in lockdown and the way things reopen here in England is different from Wales, isn't it? 
Yeah, we were a lot slower, a lot slower to mm. open back up. I think, um, especially with gyms, like we were maybe five, six weeks behind England with opening gyms. So you've all yeah. had a head start on me, you bastards. <laughs> did you did you go into lockdown at the same time though? Did businesses close at the same time, or was it later as well? No, everything closed at the same time. We were just a okay. lot slower. You, your government just decided it was it was for the best to to not open things so early. Is that it? Yeah, and I I think it was a, the right call at the time, to be honest. And it was like I was happy to wait those extra couple of weeks because it did get to the point where it felt a lot safer and. Mm -hmm. I think it's important. We got to follow the rules and, you know, uh, government's been really cool about it all here and kind of rewarding us for doing it. So I'm glad I'm back in the gym and I can actually go outside and do stuff. So it was worth it. How, how, um, how did he feel? Cause I remember how it felt, uh, just, just like when the gym opened back again, Oh man! Uh, because like I have a lot of fun at the gym. So the idea that I, I coped well with the idea that I couldn't go because it's, it's bigger than me. And it's a matter of like literally saving lives. But then yeah. when they announced in a week, in a week and a half, gyms are going to come back. Just the, the anticipation all the way up to that point. How did it feel to like go back? So good. So good. Like, I don't know if people know or can tell by the fact that all we've really talked about so far is the gym and calories, <laughs> but I'm quite into <laughs> my fitness and, uh, it does a lot for my mental health as well, just keeping busy with the gym and having goals and stuff. But uh, I went all out for my first gym session back. I went with LK Mezinger to a powerlifting gym up in Swansea. So it was like the full experience for the first session back. It was awesome. It made me so happy. It just makes such, especially like, as you said, like you enjoy it very much um and and i do as well and obviously like it is it is it's being an athlete and training is a big aspect of of our lives you know uh oh, big time for nothing resting for nothing else uh and um and it, it like it just just helps and just like it, it feels like it's a a lookout into into a better time you know definitely even though at least here in this country, I may we may have to face the possibility of them closing again for a couple of weeks. Yeah, but... I don't think it'll be as long. <laughs> and I, I think if they do, it'll be kind of like super temporary. But yeah. man, be, like you said, being athletes is such a big part of our lives is the gym. And I know people probably see us posting online and it gets boring just constantly oh, talking about the gym. But it's such a big, important part of what we do. And having to do that in your own house with kind of like cheap stuff you've bought online that just doesn't hit the same, it sucks, man. It was like yeah, the man. longest, longest time I've gone without training properly. And unless you're really Warren hope Banks. we don't have to do that again. <laughs> yeah, man, same. Uh, unless you're Warren Banks, though. Uh, here oh, on yeah. a, um, a catch-up I did with him, like he just, he just hates the gym. And I'm like, how do you hate the gym and look like that? Don't, don't do this to me. Genetic I've, freak. I've never known someone that seeing how jacked he is makes me so happy, but so sad at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> how, um, you've always looked, you've always looked really good and like always had a good, um, a good physique and everything oh, ever thanks, since I, I, I met you and, and saw you. Is there, um, how long have you been doing it? How long, uh, have you like done gym and stuff Were you doing it before you joined wrestling or is it like me where you do it because of wrestling? Yeah, I kind of like, 
I've always dabbled in the gym kind of from the age of about 18 onwards. Um, I used to play in bands uh, up until about probably the year I started wrestling, really. And uh, that was a lot of kind of cardio fitness, just like throwing myself around the stage and stuff. So that was good. And then uh, when I decided I was going to go to training to become a wrestler, I kind of had this idea in my head from watching like Tough Enough, like WWF Tough Enough, that like I couldn't show up to that first training session and not already be in shape. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like did like six to eight weeks, I think it was, of just killing it in the gym before I even showed up. So I've kind of always had at least some shape to me since day one, really. Did you fear, like in that first session, your first training session, looking around to the people that were there, were you wondering which one of these is going to triple H my ass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, my first session was uh, with Mike Bird. And it mm. was like the first hour was like cardio. So I was really glad that I prepared my body for it. <laughs> yeah, it's it makes a, a big difference. I, I've um, I've talked with a lot of people, including here as well on, on the podcast, where like they're talking about how they prepared themselves for uh, for training in that first session. Yeah. And uh, it's like, oh, like I did treadmill and I was doing cardio like that. And then I got to the dressing tre training and it, it just, it didn't help at all. Because <laughs> that, that's yeah. not the same thing. Nothing compares yeah. to it. Nothing does. But it's crazy that you see people that do come in with no kind of uh, preconceived idea of what they're in for. And, oh, man, <laughs> sometimes the results are pretty brutal. Yeah. Well, as long as they uh, keep pushing it, uh, it's just a matter of time for them to get good at it, I think. Exactly. Like... So the first one's a shock to the system, but, you know, you can only improve from there. So it's not a reason to give up. Yeah, man. I uh, met you. I have this, confirm me because I may be wrong on this, but I have this idea in my mind. Okay. That the first time we met was at the Lucha Forever show in London. Am I wrong? You Who are you wrong. There? I wasn't there. Ah oh, man. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. I don't know why, How but I have this, this in my mind. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I like. And then I before before starting here talking here with you, I'm like, I checked the card, and I'm like, he's not on the card. So like you didn't wrestle uh, on that show. No, I wasn't like, there, unfortunately. When when did we first meet? It can't be when I went to attack. It had to be before. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, and I'm putting you on the spot here. So like, no, definitely. I was I, thinking before we uh, came on. I was trying to remember yeah. if we'd ever wrestled, in case that came up because I didn't want to embarrass we myself did, and say we hadn't. If we, we had, <laughs> <laughs> we did wrestle at that Soul Five Way show, Six Way Scramble. We did. Um, oh yeah. It was. It was you, LK. It wasn't a memorable match. A memorable match. So I, I can understand if you, if you don't remember it. it was <laughs> I you, do LK, <laughs> Nico, uh, myself, all piece and um, Lucky Kid. Yeah, it was right. Um, that was and, the uh, frantic one where the ring was late and we were on. Were we first or second? I don't remember, but yeah, I, was, I remember. Like we, we had to like put it together really quickly. Yeah, it was the most legit scramble I've ever been in. <laughs> it wasn't too bad. I think like um, there was a spot that was kind of forgotten, and um, but besides that, it, it was fine. Yeah. But also, like as a match itself, it was just a, it was it was obviously to give uh, put on a good show, but it was like a very quick match and a setup for the 
the Nico GMO angle afterwards. As yeah, well. so absolutely. They would be fine. But yeah, I think that was cool. literally the only time that we, we've been in a ring together. We wrestle each other. I think it is. Yeah. Which is a shame. So yeah. To any promoter listening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. um but i've seen you i've seen you a lot at uh like i've I've had the chance to like go down to 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 attack for example where you wrestle very regularly and and see the shows live as well uh you came down to to a few shows in london here we talked about soul battle pro and and, and others Um, yeah one thing that i've never understood because it started like the back the backstory for it it's before i kind of like start to go around and, and find out about other promotions even maybe before i moved here right um explain please the why elijah thing oh right okay uh that is where the where where's the heart as well right so th- those things that people kept kept saying to you i'm like i have no idea what's happening here okay cool so the it's the uh where's the passion is the the main yes. one um, so that started, my debut was a promo, uh, and it was a kind of parody of a H2O track, which is like a hardcore band. And it's basically just kind of like, how do I explain this? It's kind of like all of the tropes of like the hardcore scene for bands. Mm-hmm. He's kind of calling out in this promo in the music video. So I did a parody of it calling out the attack roster where I'm kind of going through all these tropes and kind of things on the attack roster, like the anti-fun police. And at the time there was like love making demon. And I'm kind of Mm -hmm. saying like, you know, what happened to the passion of just pro wrestling? Why do we have to do all these stupid gimmicks? And then that kind of became my catchphrase for my first couple of matches. And uh, that's where the, what happened to the passion chant thing that the crowd does uh came from and then the other one the uh why 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 elijah is um it's a song by tom jones so it's a very welsh chant uh delilah do you know the song yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so it's just a, a play on that i'm not sure oh, why they do it there's, yeah there, there's no it's just one of those things that british wrestling fans just sing. yeah they're so uh, creative with the chants i love it I remember the first time they did it, I was kind of like, I obviously I had to react annoyed by it, but in my head, I was just like, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to an interview um, with Rich Swan the other day. Yeah. And he's like, like the, the interviewer is asking him about um, like the, the different crowds that he had a chance to wrestle around the world and stuff. And he's just kind of like going through that and saying how the Mexican crowd is this and the Japanese crowd is that and it could be different. And then when I go to... Um, Germany or the UK, the crowds are like this and they do all these chants and they go crazy for the all night long and they chant that for five minutes before the match starts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it's like, it's such a, um, like, it's, it's almost like the British fans are known for it, you know? Yeah. The fans in the UK are known for uh, for this uh, this kind of, uh, like, chants and stuff, which, which to be fair, they are. It is a, uh, a trademark. It's so good. And we're so lucky that, you know, the majority of our wrestling we do here, we've got those crowds and you know, you're going to have noise through your match and they're going to react to stuff, but also they're just going to make you smile with the amazing chance that they come up with. Cause some of them are ridiculous and you get one sometimes where they try and they try something for the first time and it just doesn't catch on. That always, <laughs> that always makes me laugh. 
<laughs> Especially if <laughs> it's always fun when um uh, at least it's fun for me because like just seeing the situation from the outside it's kind of funny how like sometimes there may be someone who just keeps insisting on trying new chants and new stuff and like the rest of the crowd doesn't understand it or maybe it's a crowd that doesn't is not there for the chance because maybe it's a bit more of a family crowd or whatever yeah. it is uh so there isn't the habit of of doing that and there's always that moment at the end when their voice gradually goes lower. Yeah. Once it's they like a cycle and a half of the tent, they just like kind of give up on it. And it's always <laughs> followed by it's two seconds of silence and immediately like 10 people around them start laughing. Yeah. Because they just gave up. Oh, it's such and, a like, shame. I mean, they try so hard. <laughs> Bit of encouragement for fans. Come on. Yeah. Keep going. Get like a, a, a group chat or something. Just yeah. say that. Or what I actually suggest is like just make some cards before the the show with some chants and just spread them around around you and like when you start it, everyone else can just read the cue cards as you go. <laughs> That's genius. I know, That's a cool I, idea. I got so many idea business ideas, guys. Just keep talking. <laughs> it's funny to me as well is when it? you you wrestle somewhere. That's kind of like you know you you're not. The crowd aren't quite familiar with you, but like mm. when we did the the first time I wrestled at the dome when attack started running in London, yeah. all those chants, like the Welsh fans that did travel there, they're doing those chants, and you can see the the London fans that are new to it are kind of like, like you've just done, you've kind of asked me like why why are those chants your chants, and they're kind of looking around and they're they're thinking that as well. It's kind of like interesting how stuff spreads around the country. You know, I was at uh, like a lot of those uh, Attack at the Dome shows, and I still feel that there there were also fans from London that maybe never gone to see Attack that have seen the product because like the the video on demand system uh, yeah. service and stuff, and they and they like catched up to that. I, I had the chance to like l- overhear a few people like having those conversations, like that you had the people who were finally being able to have the experience of being involved in those chants and in that uh, crowd experience. Yeah. And I think it was, it's really cool that um, the, the dome shows, even though they're in London miles away from, from Wales, where normally um, at, at where attack is basically known from, it's still an attack show. Oh you yeah, know? definitely. There isn't, uh, there isn't that much of a difference in terms of the environment between no. Um, obviously the bingo hall is special but yeah the, the yeah place. absolutely all of, but, i think all the attack venues are special like mm-hmm. to us but yeah i agree the dome shows they they feel like attack shows but they're kind of like you know you got slightly better lights and an actual stage for the entranceway rather than something that you know we've knocked together 10 minutes before doors <laughs> and it like it feels like a real venue but man it, it's really cool that we started doing that and running in London because for some of us, we, we never wrestled in London before that. And mm-hmm. now we're kind of getting those new eyes on us and getting more bookings in London. So it's definitely been it's really cool. cool. That you, you also like get to bring the talent that attack is known for, you know, and that it's kind of like featuring into London as opposed to just trying to, there was obviously like opportunities given to people from London. Yeah. Uh, but, but like, I think that helps to to maintain the same environment. Uh, it's one of the reasons why it still feels the same. It's because the people are generally the same. And then you yeah. slot in someone like Connor Mills, who who's having like a, a great uh, run at attack. Um, 
And he's just like, he mixes it up together and gives it great. Is there any like moments that you, that are kind of like special to you? Any matches you've had? Any, any um, like experiences that you had in the ring like that, that you'd like kind of stick with you? With attack specifically or just generally? And in general, attack obviously, but then like in general as well. Um, For attack, I'd say my first little storyline I did ended with uh, an extreme rules match with, Drew Parker, and that was like a really big moment for me because it was the the show was at Walkabout, which is uh, like a nightclub in Cardiff, and the year before they'd run there for the first time, and it was the coolest show I'd ever seen. So mm-hmm. to kind of wrestle in that venue for the first time was amazing. Um, yeah, you know, I'll always kind of hold that as a really really fond memory. Um, what else I got? Uh, doing Shikara with CCK was awesome. We did the King of Trios tournament. Was that when the King of Trios was here? Yeah, yeah, it was in Wolverhampton. Really? Yeah. Oh man, that's great. Yeah, so we had uh, two matches. We did the, the first round and then the quarterfinals. So it was really, really cool experience, that one. Also, another one that stands out is... Um, the Kaiju show. Kaiju Big Battle, the one yeah. in um, uh, uh, Alexander Palace. Yeah. Yeah. You were there for that, right? I remember you being backstage. For I was, yeah, I, I, yeah, I was there. Um, I was like helping out involved in the production as well. Yeah. House Calamari, 2017. There you go, yeah. Chris Brooks, so Elijah, like us. Oh, that's cool, yeah. man. Me, Chris, and like us. Uh, and you got to Bike Cops. Yeah, Donald Clugger, Jasper Tippings, Officer Warren, and Casadorada, Sonny Cornelius, and Coronado. There we go. Oh, that's yeah. really cool. So that was it's good. it's cool that like they they came they came uh, to the UK and got to um, just get involved to, to, to like get new people in you know and just do the tournament like this. Yeah, it was a real good mixture with the teams as well because you had um, British Strong Style. Uh, they had the anti-fun police were in there. There was a team for Fight Club. So they had uh, mm-hmm. Millie, Omari, and Kyle Fletcher were a team. It was cool, man. It was a nice kind of mix of the Shikara roster and Brit Rest. And you, and you got to be involved in that. Like, that's a, yeah. a feather in your cap. Yeah, your I was bracelet. real new at the time as well. So it was like super overwhelming, to be honest. <laughs> but what a learning experience. Great learning experience too, yeah. Mm. Definitely. Any 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 things off the um, any things that you still have on the bucket list that you kind of consider like uh, your next few goals to target? Anything that you like to happen? Um, I'd love to work the way that I do so regularly at attack in a few other places, kind of further from home. I think that's the main goal for me when wrestling is back. As in, as in, with like regularity, like keep going back and yeah. in the same way as uh, ah, like being being regular. Yeah, the like same a way regular part of the, of the roster. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. like just before lockdown, I had my progress debut on yeah. a chapter show, and you know I'd love to go back and do some more matches there, and just more consistently appearing in kind of like more of the bigger promotions, I think. That's the goal now. Hopefully it will come, man. Uh, we'll be here to see it. 
things uh once once it's safe to for wrestling to come back properly and everyone can uh um we can like put shows together uh yeah. then then i'm sure that like that'll be better that'd be great it's cross. awesome man and how, how can people find you like online and stuff uh i'm elijah wrestler on instagram and twitter there you go so just go and follow elijah man thank you so much it was really fun yeah thanks for having me it was so cool to be able to catch up with Elijah, especially having a fact that, like, obviously we're not on shows and he's not in London, where I am. So I can just use this brilliant invention of humanity called the internet to be able to catch up with my friends and to be able to have these conversations like the one you just heard. I, I, I just love it. <laughs> it's great to do podcasts like this. I'll continue to bring a catch-up with a guest every Tuesday here on the David Francisco Podcast. I'll come back on Thursday as well, let you know a little bit about what's been happening in my life recently. And on Saturday, as always, another Learn the Ropes episode. I'm going to answer one of your questions related to pro- professional wrestling training and development. I almost butchered that one. Make sure you follow Elijah at Elijah Wrestler everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, and any platform you can think of. And also follow me at DeFrancisco underscore one. Let me know you're listening to it. Take a screenshot, post it on Instagram stories. That'd be very helpful. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, leave me a rating. And that's just the best thing you can do if you enjoy the David Francisco podcast. You can do to help me out. I'd really appreciate that. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.